The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We love those dudes. We love all of you. We love the NFL playoffs, but we also love winning. It's been tough. Last week was tough. The games were awesome, but not easy here on the Even Money Podcast. Hopefully, some of you check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, which is daily, Monday through Friday, 30 minutes or less, giving you up to date, everything you need to know going on in the NFL from a former player's perspective. That would be me. Today, I had PFT commenter from the Pardon My Take podcast on. We did a deep dive into the Washington football team and what it's like to be a fan of them. I think a lot of people can probably relate. And they're announcing a new mascot, a new nickname next week, which I think is pretty significant news. Had a lot of questions there. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. Love those of you that quote tweet the show or reply or Spread the word in any way on any of the social media platforms. You can even just quote, tweet, or retweet at Ross Tucker Pod. The star of this show, well, it's Steve Fezzik. I think you all know that. He's the number one reason why most of you are here. He is at Fezzik Sports and only at Fezzik Sports, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. I should note that this time of year when there's less games is when we get into more theory and more of your listener questions. So if you want to guarantee that Steve responds to the question you've always wondered, the philosophy you have, your thoughts, send me an email, ross at rosstucker.com. After you take advantage of any of the sponsors you see over at rosstucker.com, you can go to 100flowers.com for Valentine's Day. Use the code FOOTBALL. You can get a story for your significant other from myfrontpagestory.com for Valentine's Day or any of the other sponsors you see over there. Steve, there is much to discuss. I think before – you know what? We'll do it in the context of the games. I was going to say, I know you've got something to talk about. Let's do it since the Bills-Chiefs game is the last one. 
We can do it after that. There's not a lot of recap, by the way, as there is. Um, it was only four games. It was the divisional round. Let me ask you this, Steve, just out of curiosity. You're a professional better. All you care about is the money. I, I get it. Do you enjoy watching competitive games? Do you like that? Can you enjoy it as a fan at all? Or is it strictly whatever bets you have going and how it affects those bets? It's just the bets that I have. I mean, I can appreciate that this was the greatest NFL weekend of all time and the greatest NFL game of all time. But frankly, those games where you're ping-ponging back and forth and both teams keep scoring tend to be games I lose on because I play more unders than overs. So I don't appreciate those because those tend to hurt me in the wallets. Right. That makes sense. Um, I can absolutely see that. It's funny because you know what I care about? I care about the bets I make here on Even Money Podcast. And then I care about primarily how it affects me. And uh, I was preferring to drive to Buffalo than flying to Kansas City because I've had a lot of flight issues lately. But Kansas City's awesome. The barbecue's awesome. I'll have a blast. But yes, that was sort of uh, my personal preference. Let's get into last week. Um, I got a lot of questions regarding coaching decisions. I'm curious to get your opinion on. Bengals, Titans. The Titans were laying three and a half. The Bengals win 19-16. You and I both leaned to the Titans. I thought he was the coach of the year this year. He's a former teammate of mine. But I I really didn't agree with a couple of decisions Mike Vrabel made. You are probably going to tell me that he made the right one, Steve. Here's, here's what I will lay out for you. I love making informed decisions. I love the data. I love the numbers. I don't think all one-point versus two-point decisions should be treated equally. I know they say when you get the penalty and go to the one – that it's a 62% chance to get the two and that you should go for two. It was 6-6, six, six, Steve. Kick the extra point, take the lead. Did you agree with Vrabel's decision to go for two or not and why? I agreed with Vrabel. Uh, like you said, you make it more than 50% of the time. So it's worth about maybe 1.14 points to go for two. You won't. You don't get it 60%, but more than 50 if you try to kick the extra point, you can miss it. It's only worth like 0.92 points to try the extra point. That's an extra, you know, 0.2 points right off the bat. And that's more than sufficient enough to make that decision. Now, you bring up a good point. Being ahead by one is a pretty significant advantage. Anyone who watches Jeopardy knows when you head into Final Jeopardy and you're ahead by $1, that's a monster lead. So somewhere around the third quarter, even from the one I'd kick the extra point, First quarter early in the game, I go for two. Interesting. So because of the time of the game, to me, it, it's the score. It's because of the score at the point. Um, yeah, I, I, I and then later on when he went for it on fourth and one, I didn't mind that one as much. I didn't love the play call. They were in field goal range. It's a tie game. I can't remember how much time was left. Third and one, they tried to Tannehill – he got smashed. Fourth and one, Henry got smashed. 
Uh, absolutely the right decision, or could they have kicked the field goal there? It's the right decision. It is rarely wrong to go for it fourth and one. We could talk about whether it was the right play call, but um, if you flip it around, let's say you bet the other team on the money line and the game's tied and your opponent has fourth and one and they're driving, it's a pretty obvious decision. Please, God, kick the field goal. I'll take my chances taking the kickoff down three. So when you look at it from that perspective, it's clear cut. All the analytics simulating people will agree with me. Any other thoughts on that game? The better team lost when you're minus two in turnovers. And maybe you can make the case that, hey, Tannehill might turn it over again if they played. But the bottom line is Bengals couldn't block anybody. Titans should have won if they if we went back in our time machine and they replayed the game. I bet the Titans. Packers, Niners. The Packers were laying five and a half. My initial instinct was to take the Niners and the points. I'm not blaming you, Steve. You're up 59 units for the year, but I thought you were pretty convincing in the logic and reasoning behind the Packers. And with the uncertainty surrounding Fred Warner and Bosa and Garoppolo's shoulder, I went with you on laying the five and a half, which might have still been the right bet, if the Packers special teams had absolutely peed down their leg to have a blocked chip shot field goal and a blocked punt for a touchdown, Steve. No doubt. You know, this one's a little more difficult because it would be easy for me to dismiss these special team blunders as the reason why the better team lost the game. And not only should they have won, but they should have covered. And Green Bay was minus six and a half, and they were 75% to cover the minus six and a half with seven minutes to play. So I'm not going to beat myself up for, for betting Green Bay. However, I do think the fact that Green Bay has been so bad on special teams all year long, it was logical to assume that they would get outplayed in special teams, but it was worth 10 points. The EPA value of the special teams was minus 10 for the Packers. So they lose by three. Should have won by seven. All right, maybe their special team should have cost them a point and a half, not 10. We're back to five and a half, and we're back to coin flip territory. Rams, Bucks, the game I called for Westwood one. The Bucks were laying three. The Rams almost had one of the biggest collapses in football history. And yet, even after they had fully collapsed, Matthew Stafford makes two big plays. The second one, unbelievably beautiful, over-the-shoulder throw to Cup on another dropped coverage by the Bucks. They had multiple of those against Cooper Cup, of all people. And the Rams win 30-27. to Our lean, Steve, we both leaned to the Rams, was the right one. Yeah, the Rams were the one team that won that clearly were the right side. It was a minor miracle with the two acres fumbles and the ridiculous snap that went past um, Stafford, reminiscent of Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. So uh, Tampa was lucky to only lose by three. The Rams were the right side. Yeah, there's no question. I, I can't believe some of that stuff only happens when you're playing against Tom Brady, Steve. Some of that stuff that happened to them, that was crazy. Tom Brady doesn't play defense, yet seemingly he gets all these plays to break his way, though. 
It really is like he's got some type of voodoo trick or something. All right, now we get to the Bills and the Chiefs. Bills were getting two points. I leaned Bills. They end up losing in overtime, 42-36. You had no play on this one, Steve, but I know you've got thoughts. You've got lots and lots of thoughts. Oh, my goodness. So the first thought is just the end game strategy. We've been shouting at the rain for years about this, that when you get the lead with less than 30 seconds left, you don't kick into the end zone and let the other team have the ball on the 25. I get it. One out of 100 times, they're going to return the kickoff for a touchdown. Deal with it. You know, you, but you've got to run some clock off. You kick off to about the seven-yard line. They can't just fair catch it because then they'd have to start on the seven. You run off five seconds. Game's over. You win. Uh, secondly, and I've just reviewed the rules on intentional penalties and the like. I've always been an advocate, Ross. In that case, you don't care if you get flagged for defensive holding. So, Maybe you don't intentionally hold the receivers at the line of scrimmage, but you mug them a little bit. You make it very difficult for Kelsey to get off the line of scrimmage. Who cares if the flag flies? It's okay. As long as it's not intentional, there is a rule. If you have multiple intentional penalties, no time gets run off the clock. We've discussed this, but I just reviewed this rule. It has to be multiple intentional penalties. So you know what? I actually think I just tackled Tyreek Hill. He's going to be my one intentional penalty. Yeah, and it's defensive holding five yards. And I'll take my chance with my defense with no Tyreek Hill running around. Um, Buffalo didn't do any of that. They kicked in the end zone. They gave Mahomes 13 seconds, time for two plays. They didn't hold up the receivers on the line of scrimmage. And that is why they're going home. And don't give me this crap about Mahomes being a generational quarterback and he's so great you can't stop him. I use a chess example. Magnus Carlson is the world chess champion. If I'm up a rook against Magnus Carlsen in an endgame, I win. I don't just win. I kill him, Ross. I win every time. Magnus Carlsen is not good enough to overcome a totally lost endgame like that. Nor And Patrick Mahomes is not good enough to score when you're kicking off with 13 seconds left. The game is over. Buffalo won, and they donked it off. Yeah, I was looking at that rule as well, Steve. It has to be multiple intentional penalties. So you you should absolutely press with the guys on the line of scrimmage and tell them to be incredibly aggressive. You know, for them to consider multiple penalties being intentional, you know, that comes up more on a punt at the end of a game when you're trying to run clock off because those guys are going to maybe try to block the punt or whatever so you can just grab them. The receivers are trying to elude you anyway. It's going to be very hard for them to call it intentional because you're not going to be able to grab them and pull them down. They're, they're, they're used to being jammed anyway. All you're going to do is slow them down or hold them. It's not going to be an intention. Nobody's ever really tried it. Exactly, because no one's ever really tried it unless you blatantly tackled all the receivers as opposed to just a normal little, you know, incidental hold. Yeah, yeah grab them, grab them, but just don't, you know, that happens. They'll flag it, but it won't be intentional. That's right. So you and I both lost one unit last week, Steve. For the year, you are now down to a paltry 
up 59 units. I am up five units uh, for the year. We lost the best bet last week with Green Bay, 0-1 for the year, 35-18-1. Still a 65% strike rate on the best bets. I know you want to get into overtime momentarily. I want all of us to be able to get into overtime in life. By taking Athletic Greens. I just found out about this. I just started it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild taste, I would say. But you know what? It doesn't bother me. It's not like it doesn't taste bad. And I'm getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to me it's like taking a multivitamin and getting your veggies and taking a probiotic for your gut health all at the same time for less than three dollars a day these guys are killing it and they should be especially during cold and flu season to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash money. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash money to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Steve, talk to me about your overtime solution. I know you have one. Yes. So the current overtime system is obviously horribly flawed because the team that gets the ball in most instances has an enormous advantage. How do we fix this? Well, the most simple tweak to the current system, if you take whoever starts with the ball has to start on their own 10 yard line. That evens the playing field nicely where it's kind of unclear whether you want the ball or not. Now in the Buffalo Kansas city game, yeah, the offense would still have an edge, but it would be a minor edge versus an enormous edge. Now, if you want to make this 100% fair, it's a little more complex. Whoever loses the coin toss has to declare a yard line. Let's say they declare the seven yard line to be the starting point. Then the winner of the coin toss has to decide, do I, I get to take the ball on the seven or you can have the ball on the seven? And then you just play sudden death. The beauty of this system, it's similar to the cake cutting problem. You have a cake you're going to divide in two. Ross, you cut the cake, and then I go ahead and choose which of the two halves I want. You have the motivation to cut that cake right down the middle such that neither one of us has an advantage. So I'm fine with that, Steve. I'm just telling you right now, you can make it the one-yard line. And as soon as Mahomes or Josh Allen goes the length of the field and scores a touchdown – people are going to lose their mind that the other guy didn't get a chance. You're not really fixing what people want you to fix. I'm I'm fixing it fine because you make it the one-yard line, I guarantee you McDermott would say we'll play defense from the one. I am sure of it. And then Mahomes will go down and score, and Bills fans, everybody else, will be mad because they want to see Josh Allen score again. (laughs) I'm with you. McDermott gets fired for not taking the ball. All right, Steve, let's get into these conference championship games. We will start with the Bengals 
who are currently getting seven points from the Chiefs. The total is a whopping 54 and a half. So I don't have much on this game, Ross. I made the game seven. It opened to six and a half at some places. I laid the six and a half. And I got to be honest, if it goes to seven and a half, I'll probably play back on the Bengals because my number is seven. My power ratings actually only make it about six and a half. But I think that the spot is better for Kansas City here in that, um, you know, the Bengals with the upset win, and now they have to wheel back. And Kansas City is the team that has revenge from late in the year in an evenly played game. I'll say this. The Bengals can't protect Burrow at all. So I would look at some props involving, like, which team might have more sacks, et cetera, in this game. I think that's a huge problem for the Bengals. Um, And I looked back. Burrow's been sacked two or more times, 11 straight games. So this patchwork offensive line – you know, gut says there's just no way the Bengals are going to get to the Super Bowl without being able to protect Burrow. So I never do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay a unit. Uh, I'm gonna lay the seven points one unit. I think there's a very real chance that the Chiefs win this game by double digits. You know that place is going to be going crazy. I think it'll make it even tougher for the offensive line than it already has been. Burrow takes sacks that he shouldn't. And I I think the game could get away from the Bengals. I hope it doesn't. I'll be on the sideline. But this feels to me like an end-of-the-run kind of game for the Bengals where they lose by double digits somehow. Kansas City minus seven, one unit. Niners and the Rams, Steve. We got Niners and the Rams. The Niners are getting three and a half. The total is 46. I think you have to look towards the Niners. I get it. It's their fourth straight difficult road game, and they need to win all of them. It's also their seventh road game in nine days. However, they keep being successful in these road games, and the bottom line is, They get eight days to prepare for this game. That's huge. That one extra day for a road fatigue team, enormous. Series history, San Fran's beating the Rams six in a row. They absolutely own the Rams. Uh, The Rams are the better team all the way around. As long as Jimmy G doesn't mess it up, I certainly would look towards the 49ers, two units plus the three and a half. Yeah, I'm with you on this. Uh, Last week, I went against my instinct. I... I think the Rams are the better team, but you're getting a team that has more playoff experience in championship games like this and has beaten the other team six straight times. That psychological advantage, and you're getting three and a half points. All the reasons you just mentioned, Stephen, if you look at those games, the Niners got the battle, the better of the battle up front in all of them. The Niners O-line, D-line has gotten the better of the Rams O-line, D-line. That's Niners for me, plus three and a half, two units. It's a best bet. The best bet. Yes, love it. Fire it up for that one now. That should be awesome. Um, All right, we got some email questions for you, Steve. Before I get to that, though, very important. The free fix finder service, the AutoZone. You can troubleshoot, Steve, more dashboard lights, including your check engine light, ABS light, and service interval light. 
The free fix finder will give you possible solutions for your lights, all backed by verified technicians. It'll even send you your full results in a detailed fix finder report straight to your email. So you'll have all the information you need to take on the fix. And if you need a little bit of help from a repair shop, AutoZone will even refer you to a nearby shop you can trust. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes, and you can only find it at AutoZone. So next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, just get in the zone. AutoZone, don't get stranded in Baker, California. So, Steve, people love this. I'm now getting YouTube comments with requests for the city that you say. When you say where to not get, I think it was like Cummings, Georgia. I'm like, uh, I replied to the guy on YouTube.com slash Ross NFL. I'm like, uh, Steve does those organically. Sorry. He kind of picks the ones that he likes to pick. All right. How about this one? This is from Mike. I'm not sure I understand it, Steve. So that's why I'm glad he's asking you. Let's get the little sounder specifically to ask Steve a question. Ever wanted to ask a professional sports better a question? It's time to ask Steve. Wow, that's awesome. We've never done that before. I like it. All right, so this is Mike, okay? I liked the Bengals plus four at minus 110, but I still liked them at plus three. This is for this past week. So while the book had the line at plus four, I took an adjusted line at plus three since I could get it at plus 120 instead of plus four at minus 110. I know Steve mentions how key the number three is. I'd like to hear his thoughts on taking an adjusted line, say plus three and a half or plus three, instead of a plus four, so you don't have to pay a VIG. Hope that makes sense. This is from Mike. I don't remember what sponsor he took advantage of. I think Sportsbook Review, SBR, has all these calculations. You put in the two different bets you want to make, and it'll tell you which one is superior. But I can calculate this one because it's easy. So on or off the four is worth about five cents. That's how much you would be willing to buy a half point on or off the four. We've talked about on or off the three being worth 20 cents. I'm going to add the two together. I am, Don't kill me. I understand it's not as easy as just adding the two. You have to add a, a slight additional increment. But to keep it simple, five cents plus 20 cents would say 25 cents is the difference between the two bets. So if I play plus four and I'm laying a dollar 10, that's the same as betting plus three plus a dollar 15. Those would be equivalent bets. If I can get better than plus three, plus 115, say it's plus 120, that would be the superior bet to plus four, minus 110. Love it. Keep those questions coming, please. Ross at RossTucker.com. Absolutely love when you guys have questions. Uh, Look, they ask questions that I never could, Steve. So it's very, very cool. We will have not one, but two. Super Bowl episodes. One next week where we talk about the spread for the game and some of the props. And then the week after, we'll dive into some of the novelty props or vice versa. I forget. One of them, we do the novelty props. The other one, we do the regular props. Uh, We'll figure that out next week. 
Cannot wait for the games on Sunday, as well as Super Bowl betting discussion starting next week with the GOAT, the STEAM. Steve the STEAM Fezzik, he is called. At Fezzik Sports, I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We're at Ross Tucker Pod. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 